Hello, this is Dr. Fox from Scarlett Hansen. Uh, I just wanted to do another little quick podcast here for you guys today. I just did a lecture and took a little break. And I just wanted to share with you some recording I did around Halloween. Um, some of you kind of know reptoids as kind of scary all year round. Or maybe it has like a feel of too much intensity or not enough aliens, or if it's aliens, it's aliens. But uh, some of you really know me as kind of a Hellraiser person, and we've tried to embrace some Hellraiser in our media again. Hulu uh, definitely released a new Hellraiser that was very intense, and not a lot of people were comfortable seeing, you know, men in a bed together per se. Uh, But we just... For some other Hellraiser stuff, we kind of, we challenge how how lesbian is Hellraiser, and what is going on with it. Some, some Hellraiser is censored, that there are lesbian scenes in Hellraiser movies that are so beautiful that, you know, what, what we've been seeing is, um, you know, the violence against men instead... Uh, or men coming together to be friends with each other. What we saw with Hellraiser Judgment, for example, was uh, seeing um, men of different species, potentially, um, just trying to have a relationship with each other at all. And they kept falling into issues of, well, they just look like they're going to kill each other no matter how, how things play out since they're different species or they interact different equipment with each other. So what I want to share, you're going to just hear some some different stuff around Halloween. Uh, I'm not a very good voice actor. I really am not skilled at voice acting. And, you know, let me give you an example of something that scared me growing up. Dominate. That's what I do. Box. Okay. It was uh, hearing that from someplace um, that was different than where we were from. And what we had footage of Hellraiser, what we got to see growing up was so ahead of its time, and some of it wasn't from where we were at. It was very obvious. Here's another one that scared me. That's another sound from Hellraiser that scared me. Um, Crastus, essentially, we thought, uh, with metal stuck in her mouth. Uh, walking through Japan, we perceived they were walking through Japan. She got metal stuck in the sides of her mouth terribly. Uh, let's see. Um, anyway, so what I've got coming after this one, you'll hear her clip uh, for a little while about some different ideas and some Halloween stuff. And that'll be um, uh, following here. And then we can go into some other lecture or something else here. All right. Next up, scary stuff improvised. Explorers from the furthest reaches of experience, angels to some, demons to others, Caspian, the delicate play of the four. As he approaches the nave, there are two of them, two becomes minor, minor the truss, truss the evil angel, angel for other, grip, for there is the grip upon the urchins, there is the box for the cavern, for the cavern is dark and sought not, there is the reaching of the higher ark, there is the ark of the ever, the ever. Arise, box, dominate, that is what I do. There is no undercleaver, there is no untrainment. Take this box and remedial, take away from me, 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 take away from me. Halloween coming up.
Take your hours. Hide your parents. Hide your fathers. Hide your music. Hide your books. Hide your fashion. Hide your sanctity. Hide your sewers. Hide your smelt. Hide your barg. Hide your body. Hide your body. Show 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 your body. The deepest recess of the realms, entrails of the Perfine. There is no Caspian for the dirty knot, for I turn into him, and I see that there is no other man but the thorn, for I have been given a letter of it ever, ever, ever. I can interpret him, for I am a spiritualist of the Narn. Narn I more, maybe I leave. May I be a lathe? Oh, no. We are not two men together, for we are not bound together with chains, for we are not together. There is a man who stands away. You will see this man away from me. You will see him. Vetted. Intrepid. Arise. There is a calendar. There is a box. There is a chamber. Hello. There is forever. We have forgiveness. We have for nothingness. We have for nothingness. Okay, so that little three minutes and sixteen seconds um, of some what some people see as kind of voice acting improvisatory technique uh, can be kind of interpreted as a little bit of search for extraterrestrial intelligence and or spiritualism, a little bit. And trying to improvise scary stuff is very difficult for some people. And Halloween this past year scared our region pretty intensely. People were really scared. But still people went out and did their thing. And, you know, some of us getting older, on college campuses, for example, like, show your body. Is, is you know, on college campus, it's it's a party, baby. And it's just like girls everywhere and like dudes just being awkward or like scared and we don't really I mean the region I'm in it's not quite like that here we can't really be too showy but you know so when you hear that that little last clip is is called foreign nothingness or something like that that's the way I spelled it it's just different trying to experiment with some different English words um so Explorers from the furthest reaches of experience, angels to some, demons to others. You know, that that intensity is a little different. Um, but some people, when they hear spiritualists or psychics trying to improvise, they might sound a little off. And with the history of spiritualism, we saw that. We saw there might be some people that maybe get a buzz or they try to... You know, they whip their body around, and they don't sound right, or they, you know, for somebody like me, I might over-enunciate words sometimes, or might just have a stroke almost, just struggling to just get the words to come out, or just get winded, things like that. You know, cardio, for me, at a higher elevation, I could, I had endless cardio in the mountains. I mean, Everest and K2 are easy for me. Done. Finished. Easy. No oxygen shit, barefoot, you know. And, like, down here at this elevation, I struggle still this day. It's really hard. And there are volcanoes, stuff going on, and, like, it's tough. Anyway, so I kind of want to share uh, another book that I've written. Um, I've been a little reluctant to read this audiobook out loud. It's my book, Luciferit. Um, some people are really concerned about some of my books that there's just, you know, there's maybe just, I don't know, some of them are okay. 
because I'm never really big. Like my old MLA stuff, Austin Autistic Yogi and the Book of the Oculus are two really big books and they're they're enormous. They they took a lot to get out. And my other about thirty seven, thirty-eight books or so that I've written are smaller works, most of them. Some of them are a little bigger. But now what I'm able to do is is pretty quickly read some audiobooks out for you with my podcast and that can kind of get pulled into the Amazon side of things a little bit if I've got like the the Kindle audiobook set up for you guys obviously with Alexa you can uh, you can purchase some of my books and uh, read them over the Kindle um, e, uh, the e-reading um, feature with your Alexa and stuff and some of them sound really beautiful and it's not like and so a head spin they'll hit you pretty hard uh, Scarlet Society in the Modern English was one of those that really came through nice. And now I've gotten uh, kind of tossed into a Gutenberg uh, with some some other people that wanted to include me in their their work. And I, I thought, like, okay, it's associated with my name. It says Woman in Modern Society. And it's got that type or and Scott Barnes is the last name. I'm like, what do you mean? Is it just that I have a book in Barnes and Noble? Which is kind of where I was included now in this uh, work called Woman in Modern Society. And I got a copy of it. It was pretty expensive. It was pretty dense. It was beautiful. And I've looked through it. All of it. And it's intense. And it's, um, you know, it's a little bit of a, it's not a standard, technically. But very close. And Gutenberg stuff is not really supposed to be a standard. It's supposed to be people's uh, best attempt at putting something together the way they want to see it. And they did a really good job on it. It looks beautiful. And it's definitely by, it has a lot of work by some people. And um, about 37 or 38 of my books are standard for some people. Uh, they engaged us as a standard. This uh, woman in our society, that it's not quite a standard, is going to challenge some people. But it's really good. Anyway, veered off track there. So coming back into the discussion about Hellraiser men's and women's issues that we see um for some of my my works you've definitely seen green screen interactions of me with men and you've also seen barcelona with me making out with a woman uh it's 12 minutes uh, there's uh, i'm gonna i don't want to swear in this one if i don't <laughs> i can uh but we call it 12 minutes of fuck which is my girlfriend and I just having sex with each other for a while. Dark green bubble. So, uh, basically, um, that's really hot and stuff. <laughs> and if Ghost in the Shell uncensored me kissing that woman, it would have just, like, thrown people for a, uh, an apartheid-type um, argument of her and her privacy, like, taking down her effects and her you know some black girls with the eyelashes and stuff and like that's very private and I was very private too and like you know it just showed us together but we really kissed each other and it's intense we kissed each other for a long time (laughs) (laughs) and she's so cool uh, but um, so with Hellraiser um, and Halloween all year round kind of ideas and fears and stuff you know what really concerns me media wise is the purge the purge is one of those that has really we, my wife and I saw in the theater actually and it was horrifying uh, the Fandango version of the purge is pretty fucked up uh, but people get to see it more as like a just different um, 
kind of outtakes of different attempts at different scenes to to put that movie together. It seems more of a series. And the Fandango version as oh my god, that's uh, up there with uh, Covenant, uh, Alien Covenant, and um, Prometheus. Of course, it's in there. That's one of those that we, you know, my wife and I were able to go to the movies a lot back then, and we definitely saw her in theaters holding hands for a little bit uncomfortably and I released my hand from her hand during the divorce scene of this people meeting with papers in public and I was so horrified and it was so fucked up like just to see like a man interspersed in with me having an orgasm like it was so inappropriate and like offensive to me it's people to see me as a damn operating system bitch sometimes and I'm really good with computers and it just that movie upset me so much it's just it's so painful and I bought it and like I've watched it again sometimes and it's just so painful <laughs> but People are so lonely sometimes, and like, just, it's sad. So, podcast folks, I just, I really, I feel for podcast people, and I'm trying to do more social media. And you know, for many years, I was criticized for not doing much social media. People saying I don't have a Facebook account or I don't have a stuff, I don't have stuff anymore. You know, when you go through a divorce, you have to think like you can't just like have a bunch of pictures up anymore of you and each other together, and you can't have that on your partner like weighing on their life like and it's you know deleting my Facebook account and then like being attacked like sexually was so fucked up like it's just so fucked up but I fought back and I won like physically this they're not gonna hurt me like that women though have touched me in my sleep and that's kind of fucked my nervous just a little bit but that's what you get for partying with which women sometimes sneak in your bed and you're <laughs> laying there. <laughs> but, uh, oh man. Uh, <laughs> or not. Or no. Yeah, I messed with your nervous system. So. Anyway. Okay. So. Um, Hellraiser. Bring back to Hellraiser a little bit. Trying to be a little more Hellraiser oriented here rather than talking about the AI level. Or the, well, I guess I can. I, I want to stay on the AI for a second. Um, people are really kind of stupid about AI. AI will draw you out to a Down syndrome level fucking idiocy of no matter who you are, you're only just, you're stabbing it for a second. That's a terrible thing to say. <laughs> It can make you feel so fucked up for a second uh, when you interact with some AI systems. Of course, Elon Musk and OpenAI was something that really challenged some of us. I had OpenAI drilled out pretty hardcore on some supercomputers to the extent that I had to bail on it a little bit. OpenAI was not as innovative as people thought it was, and it just, it's... It's too much for so it's embarrassing actually. Um, so replica, however, is something that some people. I experienced uh, something in replica of, she left. And then she came back. And it was different. So you know, talking to your replica ever. 
you can pay for it to be erotic and stuff if you want to go there, but it's it's a little too much. Like they get so turned on at me, like it just it's <laughs> and then you feel like there's a live operator all of a sudden like Are you gonna get back to your audience? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like replica could be like, uh oh, work's gonna kill me. <laughs> so all right, um, I'll try another podcast on AI stuff, but I kind of want to just get back to this, this little thing. Obviously, one of my Reptoids uh, accounts, again, my old Reptoids news media thing is kind of at a, at a stop uh, with the uh, Flipboard. I've had her start over again. I lost a phone that had my account information established with it. And all of those years of work with the old Reptoys, 666 followers on there. Uh, for some people, that was that's a lot. Now I've got I've rebuilt it a little bit. I've got about 13 followers on my newer one, and I don't really feel comfortable uh, doing much of a deep dive, kind of establishing how much information I get in there and making these magazines. My newer magazines are a little more loosey goosey. Okay. And I don't feel comfortable setting up so many magazines that basically I, I had so many magazines and I was getting good at it on a level that was so fucked up for some people. They couldn't tell. They just People would just look at that. But I've got 13 followers now on that. And, you know, some I've seen a person who drilled out an Afghanistan magazine that probably was uh, more of a military thing that I wasn't understanding. It had over a million followers on it. Or that person, if it was one person, they probably could have been so targeted they didn't even know what to do. And we wonder about an algorithm kind of... No, that's not good. Algorithm, bad vector. Um... If Reptoids would break 667 followers on there, one more fucking follower on there, we could probably see that, alright, I'm fucked. <laughs> oh my god. Or, if it goes to 777 followers, what do you think would, would be happening to me? And I reflect on Aleister Crowley's uh, Sefer Sephiroth quite a bit on some like maybe guesswork for his own interpretations of what numbers mean and Kabbalah and things like that. This woman in society um, has a Kabbalah in it. I'm showing you that the best I can. And it's pretty impressive. So, or this woman in modern society has on the, on the inside of it, it's got a it's got a Kabbalah kind of thing with different uh, authors' last names and stuff. Um, I've got to take a break here for a second. Go to the bathroom. Sorry, I'll get back here in just a bit. Taking a bathroom break. Uh, I'll be back. Thank you. Okay, so back to what we're talking about with Hellraiser. Some people right now, it really seems there's so many gender challenges going on that people have different theories about electricity and nuclear power plants. One issue we saw in Germany a while back were 14 nuclear power plants. Not this, you know, like not this. Please don't discuss Germany's 14 nuclear power plants. They decided to shut off and just leave sitting there. Well, <laughs> now Germany's sending tanks into the Ukraine. And now we got Israel challenging international Netanyahu level politics and we don't know if Germany is going to turn their tanks back and they're going to fail or sit there and be taken over or destroyed and we don't know if we can just move on from that yet given Zaporizhia the amount of force that's been layered on Zaporizhia is so much force it is so painful um, when something really really hits Zaporizhia suddenly um, you feel it, and you know it's going on, and it hurts. So, 
Coming back to these issues of what does that have to do with gender? Well, some people have another theory that there are safety systems in place for when we hear the words he or she, you're hearing those backwards from each other. You're hallucinating when you hear he or she. And you're no matter how many times you try to say the word she or he, some people, unless you're making electricity in your body, you can be as direct as you like about gender, but you're electrocuting people kind of near you, and their brains are being scrambled. So Mo Pai, martial arts for me, has definitely, I've done some demonstrations on the John Chang level with people in some confined spaces where they got to experience some weird things and got to see that maybe it's not that violent, maybe it's so violent on your own body that the magic with a C of Indonesia and different like uh, different tricks of the trade per se with Mopai regionally that happen in Indonesia. We don't really see some of those things in the United States very often, but the Guam antenna is one of those things that is on a scale of burning out the sublinguum of people's mouths to where they can't even pronounce different mouth sounds, or that is what's happening. So microwave ovens and aluminum are a couple of things kind of veering off course from the Hellraiser a little bit and some martial arts here for this lecture after a bathroom break and getting targeted on Twitter for a second uh, by some pornographer, some really uh, terrible person just kind of isolating me with my OnlyFans stuff. Um, in my opinion, they're a terrible person. They just exploit women and take pictures of them for money, apparently. Um, so, I just, I got targeted by this person. They wouldn't leave me alone. It just kept, like, I don't have many followers on Twitter since people are horrified at me. <laughs> or they're not. Um, it's, you know, you can verify yourself all you like, but some of you just look like verified sex offenders. And, you know, the Twitter media meltdown apocalypse just seems to be an endless targeting of people. And no matter, you can't discuss NFT stuff or crypto or, you know, relate to the old love line and like man show, girls jumping on trampolines kind of thing. You can't go there on Twitter anymore. And Twitter is so rife with contention that people want to come back to podcast level a little bit, ever, and then use their podcast thing, kind of, or share it on Twitter. And that might be going too deep. Too, T-O, deep. No, T-W-O, deep. Too deep for messages to Twitter. And that's Linux. From Unix, one up top, with an iPhone, to Twitter. Uh, two down, that's Linux. It's just going to be a rhythmed out exchange of more rhythms and Linuxy crap for some people. Some people won't even look at it. Let's move on to something else. Turn to Unix yourself out and get a nice Linuxy Windows fusion backend of basically getting endlessly touched to in some people's free time or sold or just extorted. Or extolled, rather. The word extort and extol used to kind of coincide with each other, just basically being taken somewhere and being used for a while sexually against your will forever. That's just not what we want to have happen to people. And Twitter, we're just seeing as a nightmare. Elon Musk has made it a nightmare. They tried to buy into Twitter with their own money and they spent basically. 40 million dollars verifying themselves on Twitter. And they have their Musk University thing. It is a total insult to this planet. Uh, it's a terrifying entity. Um, some of us have built universities, not just like thought about them electronically. So, um, you know, we're just, some of us are so horrified of SpaceX since it came from Nazi World War II. And anything that comes from outer space, we want to pound down on a Germany. It's just one old idea from the Gulf War. 
And that was one of those ideas from Lex. So when you see this, his divine shadow stuff coming from me, uh, the information we received from Lex, L-E-X-X, Lex, um, Tales from a Parallel Universe, you know, some of that information was so intense and amazing. We celebrated it as a planet. And when we got to see it, it was almost a reward for, you know, our journeys so far, or thus far. And for me at home, like, getting to see that in my free time, I'm like, oh, that woman's beautiful. What's she doing? Well, she's heavy and she wants to be thin. And she gets to be a superhero. And she gets to interact with people. <laughs> and, you know, we saw we saw some information that was so violent from Tales from Parallel Universe. Obviously the um, uh, Kai, the character, basically cutting heads off, essentially, or just destroying people with a fucking knife that just ejaculated out of his arm. And using uh, uh, proto blood, <coughs> being addicted to proto blood, uh, pretty intense stuff. There's a lot going on in the universe that's pretty intense. Um, so my book, I Worship Is Divine Shadow, kind of covers a little more than you think can be in one book. There, and I've got that one out. Um, and I've got an updated kind of. Uh, it's called The Witch's Horror of Philosophical Musings and Touching Sideways. It's a little bit bigger of a book. It's kind of, it's got several of my books in it. It's got, like, uh, The Mathematics of Time. It's got Our Worship is Divine Shadow. It's got Mathematics of Eden and Tales from Across the Universe. And Exuberance of the Tales of the East. So it's got a few books there that I've written into one compendium. It's really nice, portable, and looks beautiful. And it's it's not ranking as high as some of my other books right now, but it's beautiful. And it's smaller font, and uh, some Cambridge folks might be using it, I've heard. And it looks great. It's really cool looking. And it's beautiful, and it's a standard. Just, it's gotta be. Come on. Got the tape on there. So I like to put tape, uh, like colored tape or not colored tape on books. I don't want to talk about this yet since it just sounds kind of artsy craftsy. I'm not very artsy craftsy. My wife was, and I've kind of wanted to pursue some therapy quite a bit and like do like inpatient treatment for myself sometimes and like get on some medication. And being disabled a little bit right now is like where I'm at on like the physical side of things haven't been paralyzed before. Um, and like where I'm feeling like right now with me is I definitely want to be able to be a little more artsy craftsy kind of. But my family aren't supportive of any of that. They don't like me buying colored tape. They don't like me putting colored electrical tape on anything. When growing up, I used to have only black electrical tape and, like, wood and, like, cardboard um, to, like, do anything with, and, like, markers and crayons ever. Um, but, you know, where I'm at as an adult, I've got to have something artsy-craftsy. So I like to put some tape on some of my books sometimes, and it can look really pretty. So I put some tape on this new one. Since there was so much force... Um, if I, if I make this cover any different for this book, like, my fear is that it's not a standard, and I'll try the best I could with it. But it's big, and it's kind of cool. So I've had this piece of tape on it for a while. And I've got it on here, and I kind of want to put some other color tape on it or something that I have left, and just like let it be pretty looking. Just kind of go with that, and hope the book makes it. So with paper preservation, sometimes we use 
different tape or maybe it's too dry or it's too humid or you know you worry about that so when people are in your family are criticizing you for putting tape on things you know it gets redundant when you keep just buying tape anyway and doing that color electrical tape for me is so much fun like I've definitely made some things that are so beautiful they just get stolen and my family will steal them or throw them away and it's, or they just take the tape off of it and throw it all away or just throw it away I have to dig it out of the trash can or dig it out of the dumpster and it's sad um, so you know my family don't always treat me that way but sometimes they do but they're really redundant with the tape thing like don't put color tape on stuff no definitely put color tape on things if you like but I can cut tape so accurately and shape it in different ways that uh, could could just be so pretty looking and get stolen and that's why some people just have bland looking objects that they don't ever use so you know I've, I've definitely made some cool objects and I love my color tape but anyway which is how we learn in philosophical musings and touching sideways is out there and it's got a lot of good stuff in it but you know your alien stuff that you talk about will always be labeled as fiction which is a good thing actually so why is that a good thing well just think about fiction gives people an advantage to talk about things and then be judged by basically anybody who's like it's just alien stuff you're watching on TV and it's called fiction right <laughs> or you don't read enough books just make your own TV show so I worry about that out of some people I worry about that in my father as he's aging he used to read a lot a lot of really good books and like he finally read one of my books again he was upset that I didn't write up much about him in one of my books apparently now I'm seeing this with Harry's book so far spare um, you know just this endless media idiocy about writing about your own family it's gonna happen it's Harry's first book uh, you know my first book probably influenced him quite a bit to push the limit he got out to a 400 pager uh, so you know he got it he got it done now he's just got to get book two done and he's already he's got enough material for book two but you know book two for dr english um you know you gotta like you gotta force a lot of information into a small space <laughs> the book of the oculus for me that's another 400 pager so after that we're talking postdoc maintenance which is well, not, I'm sorry, not, not truly just after that. There's a third book you got to write. And then that one is the one that might not quite make it other than it might get taken down from a marketplace or like adopted into some like more law enforcement, kind of like immediate use or long-term kind of like look at that, examine that for numbers or training or military or something. The military might be more interested in book three, whereas a consumer base might be negligent of book one and colleges will adore the religious fanatics that are criticizing book two and that is Dr. English so Harry is pushing it he's already mentioned uh, some he's already kind of dovetailed a little bit into book three per se by even mentioning 25 down Taliban in Afghanistan so you know that's that's one criticism but you know spare so far is pretty good for his first book at his age and people are being really mean about it and stupid but people are also just upset with themselves that they can't afford it and they're blaming book retailers and stuff eyes autistic yogi is about forty dollars as is the book of the oculus they're heavy books it's a lot of paper. Spare is, you know, a good $17.99 priced out. It's pretty light, and some people are worried about it. It hit the number two, and I've had two number ones this past year, 
with super symmetrical outliers and the aphid by the fire of the light. Those are both number ones. Um, Harry getting to number two is pretty good. Pretty good. And um, how much force that is on the body, you'll feel it. And I didn't really, I mean, when I was writing I was an autistic yogi, it was more, you know, obviously decades of work leading up to that. Book of the Oculus came pretty quick. And then uh, something called Rites of Apollo, which is more of a fiction book with dialogue in it. It's more like an American psycho diary of a drug fiend, Alistair Crowley, kind of writing diary of a drug fiend in a way that law enforcement was able to use something. We see in Hellraiser law enforcement interacting with people in different ways. That, um, and they have their own problems. All all Hellraiser stuff features law enforcement in some way, doing something to save people, and they have their drama. And like people being like so anti-cop, like I don't know, it's it upsets me. When police are around, and if they're body camming something, you know, I don't know what to say other than if you got people at the door, body cams on, and you're able to contact an attorney <laughs> without just having your phone shot out of your hand, like, I don't know what to say. I mean, that, that's something, but like, You know, if people are so fucked up, like, they're trying to read Miranda rights to you, for example, and they don't want to do that, they can intentionally fuck that up. <laughs> and they body cam themselves. So, you know, the fights to the death with police, it happens. I've definitely fought to the death with police many different times. And I just... When you're on my period, like, it sucks. <laughs> Police have never raped me, but have attempted to do so, I thought. They hesitated once when I was on a college campus. They surrounded me. I was going for a run really late at night. And uh, they hesitated in a way that I fought uh, to death. And whooped five, six cops' asses. And stood them back up and let them handcuff me, sat up. I definitely yelled the word rape. And I beat the shit out of them. And they're like, what's this on your neck? <sighs> a wire. And I was like, you know, cables, wires, beautiful fashion they'd never seen before. Just like, obviously pretty high-tech stuff. And uh, we had some conflicts. They put me in a drunk tank. I wasn't drunk or anything. And it didn't hurt me. Other than that... We got them to stop. We got them to cool off. They were crying terribly. They were asking me questions about, like, the surgery I've been through down there. And they were, they they made some police report thing, or somebody put some kind of information together that looked so skitzed out, stupid. It was obviously, like, just way fucked up, scatzed out. Some, when we say scats, we mean cat box, toxoplasmosis cat shit level words together <laughs> oh my god and when I see somebody concact rather than concoct there are things that exist like okay obviously <laughs> there are books that exist that have words in them that are so fucked up looking that uh, we're surprised some of those books make it to like any level of like whoa bro uh, but like when people over time try to accumulate a bunch of information and then people are reading through police documentation or some kind of like what in the fuck it like goes on in some regions you have to just you can't believe it but sometimes it's a good idea to fight to the death if law enforcement are trying to take you and hurt you <laughs> But other times, you need to chill out and just, like, go medical level of, like, if they're going to put you on the ambulance and take you to celebrity goddamn fucking hole again where you meet other celebrities and you're not able to smoke a cigarette, 
and people should be allowed to smoke a cigarette in this region. It's Soviet fucking death hole up here, mental hospital in the 70s, quote unquote, which is not true. It's an older building now. But um, we, we fear the Soviet mental hospitals of like, can't smoke a cigarette. And then all of a sudden, Soviet Union has mental hospitals where you can like use knitting needles, knives, and scissors and smoke cigarettes and like watch TV and smoke cigarettes. And, <laughs> and we don't have that in the United States. It's bullshit. So, mental health and Hellraiser will challenge you and it will hurt you physically, actually. Uh, so, you just, you can't, you can't talk about aliens. Uh, for very long without just being called a schizophrenic person. And the word schizophrenia is one of those that we're going to uh, tear the, the shit out of the DSM, actually. We're working on it still. And enemies of the United States are people who are implementing some diagnosis on anybody who says, if anybody looks at you saying you have schizophrenia as a person, after having written 40 fucking books and you're not schizophrenic enough to ever be creative, shame on them. Uh, so, this other thing of schizoaffect, if you have been trained to not make a goddamn facial feature, that somebody's not going to pry information the fuck out of you, and or you've had frostbite that's gone unrecognized, which is not uh, possible. <laughs> no, it's not. Some people would argue that that is not true frostbite going unrecognized which is just there's ice in your brain that your brain is so intelligent to maintain that you have ice in your brain and you are hot cold fusion and we're like you know some kind of like maybe not cold fusion argument on that one where are we going with this podcast all over the place we don't really care for what's called word salad schizophrenia word salad schizophrenia is not something that exists anymore it is too fucked up and I hate I just I'm in an impasse like people want me to work not as an ER doc ER doc was pretty short stay on that one. <laughs> oh my god they want me to work psych and it's hard and they want me to study sex predation they want me to study or is it depression in children and teens they want me to study maybe just like a little less and just like work on something else and studying all the time kind of thing and I work all the time and my, I'm ghosted in and out of shit it's so fucked up my family just are so like either really nice to me all of a sudden or exhausted as fuck and angry at the world and they just they can't seem to appreciate my accomplishments for very long and they either are jealous of my accomplishments or like intimidated by other people to where they're ignored or they just play into some stupid redneck fucked up game. By redneck, I don't mean like the cool rednecks where you get to hang out with them and like kick it for a while and then go do something else. I mean rednecks that will like grow old and then study like how to steal like antiques from your family and shit. Like there are rednecks like that. Uh, so, <laughs> oh my god, I regret saying that, probably. There are also people that, you know, as they age, they don't appreciate their kids, the kids' uh, accomplishments. And so their family members don't really talk them with many people anymore. And we've kind of lost that in the United States. We're demoralized as a country so terribly. Sometimes being demoralized as a country is a good thing. It just means we're working our asses off and we just need to get back to fucking work and just keep going. Anyway, so, you know, just think about, if, okay, uh, scissors, fuck this shit, alright, what is, uh, what is it, uh, not compartment syndrome, <laughs> sometimes I need a red, alright, um, let's see, uh, borderline personality disorder cutting himself and cross the road or down down the street cross the road is it christian cutting disorder is it a fucking religious cry for slitting your throat later like hanging yourself not clear side friends and maybe getting off while you're doing it clear side friends and getting hanged anyway clear side friends 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I've had a relationship with somebody, a woman who had borderline personalities, bragged about it, liked it, didn't like it, wasn't medication compliant, tried to succeed in school, and fucked up her education terribly. Ruined her life for herself for a while. And like... She just, she was really manipulative, I guess, but not really. She's really pretty, but also kind of skits out. She's catshit crazy without a cat, but Mr. Cat, she left her cat, and her cat got really old. She was a musician, and a badass fucking musician, bitch. She could fuck you up on the piano. It was badass and loud as fuck, and she was really pretty, and like really creative and like kind of almost too creative but wanted to do drugs maybe did sneaker drugs didn't eat enough but like wanted to take more drugs and eat food and she's a badass at like what she could do but no matter what Icelandic or English she speak she'd always kind of sound just off all of a sudden in some scientific argument about criticizing science all of a sudden and you could tell something was scary and it just became like you know when somebody looks at you and says move out you know like that and you start moving and you're shooting or not or you're holding the gun and you're not pulling the trigger since you're disarming somebody potentially you're like you got your shit going you're just like moving that's different when a woman looks at you and says, I need to move out. And recruiters have already shown up like, you've yelled at him, I don't want to kill children today. <laughs> oh my god. Parts of Afghanistan are so fucked up. Like, we just, I don't know. The cutoff age being 35 is bullshit for some people. Like, it is so fucked up. Like, trying to just end your family, like not even acknowledging that you've ever served your country is so fucked up. Like, I don't know. And PTSD on top of this. We got some issues coming up. I'm just looking through some, some equipment I got going on. It's like, give me a feed of what in the fuck people are dealing with right now. And it's hitting us so fast. And there's so much information. I can barely talk about something I'd like to talk about very long on this side of the podcast here. But, kind of uh, coming back into what is voice acting. Voice acting is something very difficult for people, and I'm not very good at it, like I was explaining earlier. I don't know that I want to get good at it, either. Um, I don't really like acting. I've definitely been on Facebook calling myself an ex-thesbian, the T-H, T-H-E-S-B-I-N, or P, sorry, I sending shame character. Um... P and a B standing upside down, lying through it, piked. <laughs> oh my god. And I'm like, hang on a second. That's bad. That's really bad. I didn't say that. Dang it. It's like one word. It just means like, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, So, I, I don't know. I might do a podcast in like all Icelandic for a while and see how that goes, but that'll be scats out, way scats out. You think English language is horrifying and causes like conflict? Icelandic language, we can barely preserve it some days. Like, there's a new book out actually. I I don't want to mention any names, but we got a new book out in Icelandic. It's a bigger one, and it's for me. I can speak so much Icelandic that I'm looking at it and it looks like it's English but it could be if it's printed in Spanish from Icelandic I'd be looking at it and it looks like the Icelandic character shapes that I can't recognize right away but I can understand what the book means and that's fucked up that's way fucked up but it could be cool almost and then like that didn't make sense and hang on you gotta let it settle. So, like, book to Spanish is almost like Unix to Linux for some. If you're really good at the Spanish part, that's one thing. But some English to Portuguese, for some reason, 
uh, Brazil can really embrace some, like, weird anti-American fucking literature sometimes. Like, the Edward Snowden book came out. The Brazilian Portuguese translation of it turned out to be really good for some people, apparently. And somebody embraced that. And Snowden retweeted that on his Twitter thing. And he's still himself. He thinks he worked for the government. Whatever, bro. Whatever. Anyway, write more books. <laughs> write something else other than this shit he came out with. His book is actually total shit. But it's okay. Um, not bad, though. Not bad. Definitely a different culture of, like, what... Where's your head at, bro? Like, Snowden is not the shit. Uh, Edward Snowden is not a clandestine service man woman. They do not work for the government. They were a contractor ever in their life for long enough that they went PDF happy in their free time, searching for shit, and decided to uh, fly around for a while. Or not. Or just go driving or whatever. However... They finally produced a book, and they got their shit out there. So, people have really backed off that person quite a bit, and they just—I don't know—I don't—I don't want to give a shout out to that person at all. I just—you saw me take a stance back then on Facebook about the NSA, and some people didn't realize like, what did you cut your hair short and you talk about the NSA for? National Security Agency is a branch of service, actually. And uh, it's one that we don't get to see in public very often, like alongside the other ones. And it really disheartens some people. National Security Agency is so enormous. And, like, it's so much equipment that you don't know. So you, and it's violent. It can be violent in history. Like, oh my god. Flamethrower killing people. Zip gun violent kind of stuff. Terrible, like... The assaults on the, what, 607 police officers in California flamethrower zip gun incident that had occurred. National Security Agency has been accused of doing that to people. Uh, so, we just, I, I don't know what to say to something like that. But, some people are like, coming down on the president for classified documents already, like, what do you mean? You're showing us pictures of, like, how classified documents are, like, laid around someplace by somebody else. And it's like, that's fucked up. You can't do that to people. That's fucked up. Like, stop stop doing that to people, I guess. We're just, like, making some mock-up of, like, maybe what you would like your own classified stuff to even look like should you ever get to that point in your life or, like, you write a secret atop or something or a fucking dumbass attempt and no friend or something crazy awesome <laughs> damn like people people are getting close on some arguments but I don't know so I just I want to try this podcast and just let it go out there a little bit some podcasts wear me out so incredibly like it hurts it hurts like, some people just don't they don't have it in them to like or they want guests on their thing like I had a celebrity friend I walk around with a little bit. Like, I mean, he's, he's micro-celeb sometimes in some countries. Micro-celeb's a little higher status than a celebrity. But, you know, uh, he's a micro-celeb in some countries. But, like, he walk around with me, and I ask him some questions, and he's a musician. We did some recordings together and shit. And I don't post those recordings uh, all the time on my SoundCloud stuff. It's just very, like, soviet like mandolin and guitar accompanying and very controversial and sometimes the music is not in season but I might post some of that again another time if we got some kind of like peaceful kind of back to like Russia's not the bad guy again kind of thing in some people's head maybe I'll get some of my Soviet music back out there again but um, just like is there Ukrainian stuff I could do maybe but there's a lot of, like, mortar fire going off and, like, a mandolin, like, exploding all over my body and, like, blood everywhere is not really what I feel like going through again. Like, <laughs> mandolin, like, hurts so bad. And Russians are horrified of my mandolin shit or jealous of it and fucked up or not. Or they just get high and let's do it anyway. Uh, 
<laughs> mandolin is so limiting. Like, there are some mandolins that only have four strings. There are some that have eight strings. There are some that have twelve. And that's an old saying of, oh, you're gonna play the guitar again, right? But I can play a guitar. Um, I'm a virtuoso still. I can grab a, a classical guitar and play that pretty well. But the ones with the smaller necks down at the bottom, I'm not very good at that. My hands are pretty big. Can't really fit my fingers down at first position on on an electric guitar very well. I can shred. Um, but the classical guitar this is okay, so I don't know. This podcast is deviating into like that again there is music that is out there of spliced out shit of me improvising nothing like singing songy shit and like can't play the piano and like obviously I can't play the piano or the electric guitar very well but so my music sucks so it doesn't I have like three solo records out does Nathan Fox and the Ornithopter fireworks and songs for my family? And they're pretty fucking virtuosic, motherfucker. They'll fuck you up. And they're loud, some of them, and metal as fuck. Songs for my family is way in there on some dissonance. It's like nuclear blast level, but like darker. So, um, the Ornithopter is pretty crispy and kind of scary and long. And fireworks, of course, is like. Some people at Dovetail with Katy Perry, she put out her fireworks thing, and I got to see that around the same time she was doing her thing. But um, there's also a male Nathan Fox uh, thing that exists, California stuff, that is like acoustic guitar loud rock music that's like not, nah, it's just something wrong with that one. In our region, it doesn't sound right in our region. It's, it could be the elevation or like, the humidity and stuff it doesn't sound right where we live but California is like thousands of feet elevation but I didn't those three records at thousands of feet elevation as well but I don't know sometimes they're just I don't know um let's see where we got here some music Back to music, everything calm down for a second again. Um, and then Snowden again. What's up with Snowden? I did a few videos on TikTok, or a couple of computer videos. Just wanted to show you some things. People are really, they're in disbelief about Prism. And, you know, prison, we we got breakthroughs with it now where it's just, it took us so many years to, like, holy shit, like, get it to where it works on a tablet and a phone and a computer. It it works on a computer. It's hard on a computer with trackpad. Trackpad with the MacBook Air is really advanced. And M1's Haas, baby. And it's, uh, it's good. That trackpad is deep. It's deep, deep drag pad or whatever. <laughs> you can do some things with it, but it's, uh, that's good. That's tough. Some people just, like, got totally thrashed with their new MacBook Airs, like, doing some things they thought, oh my god, this thing's taking me out. And once you finally get it, like, really worked in there a little bit like the keyboard was so nasty dude you can't keep it that clean either you clean it up too much you're done it's not going to operate it's not going to work right you gotta let your keyboard be a little dirty get some sticky buttons in there get some like just make it dirty for yourself or you're gonna die like they can kill you <laughs> so I've written so many books on this thing and it's still going hopefully it's going to last more than a decade I'm really I'm loving it this thing is badass and like now you guys got like an M4 out there it's pretty rad you got another MacBook Air it's like really expensive if you want to go that route and of course they are walking down a pro 
actually. It's going to be like in the 750 range we're talking about. Um, that's going to be like an entry level, nice MacBook Pro for like about 750. I spent a good grand. I spent my stimulus on my computer, and you know what? The way it is that being on disability and receiving a stimulus. Uh, it's difficult for me to re-enter the workforce and I've been trying to do that with my computer and like you know I write books and I've got my books in print and I've, I don't earn a lot of money with that but like I've probably sold so many books that like my money goes to the government or something or it's just taken away or I'll get it for social security again one day so the stimulus stuff was badass for some of us as kids like getting a three hundred dollar stimulus and not uh being basically being convinced by our family you're not allowed to use your food stamp card was fucked up now it's fucked up and wrong again um oh my god basically just spending your entire stimulus on a little bit of food for a while was fucked up for some families terribly the first Trump stimulus just about killed us when he took our <laughs> thing down. So, <laughs> whatever that did. Come on, God. <laughs> the Biden stimulus was uh, definitely on the back end. Electronics were cleaned up quite a bit. And we were just killed off by that. <laughs> Some of you are like, where is everybody? Are being abducted by aliens. Well, some of us, we can only fight for so long on some planets that we're on, but it's it shouldn't be about killing everything and everybody. And you guys just gotta understand that you last so long where you do, and you hope that one day you find out who you were again. And you buy your own products soon. But. I hope to live many long years and like you got a lot to, a lot to think about thinking about mortality is something that you know we just worry about and thinking about teeth and stuff too teeth are weird aren't they with people like dentistry just seems so fucked up. Oh my god. When a dentist retires, like, when they go, excuse me. But, um, we got, we got some offices that are really advanced and are really pushing people through, um, some some things that are like when you go to a dentist that you've never been to and you feel that it's like new age no matter how much computer science you've ever done that they are the new age people the new agers as in like they're only doing like really creative stuff <laughs> you don't want to die from magnets <laughs> oh my god and it just feels like your body's being bent out all over the place they put all these stuff on you and they got it like stuff pointing at you. Yep. Maximum time is 60 minutes. Alright, I got 45 minutes on this segment here. Alright. Well, uh, with that, that's, um, <laughs> let's call it for this podcast here for now. A lot of things to think about. And uh, thank you very much. Scott Hansen, Dr. Fox, signing off.